I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And, uh... Fellows, a uh, nice early morning record. Uh, you can hear the the cock and uh, oh, is that uh, eggs? I hear roasting in the kitchen. You know? Yeah, we all have roosters next door, and they're all up atop the the roof, uh, and then and crowing, then roast roast their eggs, yep, roast eggs as we <laughs> roast those have, rooster mm, eggs. I love roast eggs, um, fellows. Speaking of roasting eggs, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Um, eggs are like you can you call like a bad movie like a rotten egg sometimes, right? Here we go. I was wondering how we were going to tie this in. <laughs> hey, I'm a professional. I can do this. Um, you know how sometimes you call a bad movie an egg? Well, let's roast some eggs. You guys can't tell, but Andrew is looking down at like some cards. Yeah. He has these. He, this um, is all written out yeah, ahead of time. Okay, I think we've established it, uh, in previous episodes that this is all, none of this scripted. is ad lib. Yeah. This is all okay. tightly scripted. Roasting eggs parts and then next <laughs> roast beef. Um. Okay. Robert, did you. You know how sometimes you call movies beef? <laughs> yeah. When you're uh, beefed, oh, beefed it at the box office, you beefed it. You're having beef with a bad movie. Um, Robert, did you see any movies? I I think I was telling you beforehand that I I uh, don't know if I've seen a full on. I've seen some movie reactions. Oh, some people some people watching movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as for myself, uh, not so much. Well, I'll watch some movie trailers. Hey, hey, those are. Those are movies mm-hmm. I want to see. We did. We we maybe should do a movies we want to see segment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I am I'm lacking this time around. I almost watched uh, what might be our next episode's movie, uh, Space Jam: mm-hmm. A New Legacy. But uh, I, love, I love how this is this is the best you've gotten. I almost watched a movie that we were I talking about some other time. I don't know what to tell you. I just sometimes I'm just like consuming smaller bites of uh, quibby like bites of content, <laughs> yeah. but on YouTube. Uh huh. Um, it is ridiculous that I'll watch like reaction to movies and it'll be like, I'll watch like enough where it's like, that was the length of a movie. Now, now I could have watched a movie. (laughs) It is what it is. Uh, what about you, Max? What have you seen? Uh, I watched you, you were talking about this last week. I watched no sudden move. Oh yeah. What did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I thought, uh, Especially Don Cheadle did a, a really good job. He has, he has a really cool voice in it. Yes, his voice is cool in it. I like it. Also, uh, yeah. real quick, just a Don Cheadle note. Uh, did you see he was nominated for an Emmy for his appearance in Falcon and Winter Soldier? What? Yeah. He got like a best, like a like he's nominated for like guest appearance or like, you know, supporting actor or something. And like he tweeted, I'm as confused as you guys are. <laughs> Wow. Hey, it's just a pleasure to be nominated, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I had a a friend who was basically saying that he should have been the main main role, and then he he took that as kind of like he should have – they shouldn't have done one focused on the Falcon. They should have done one uh, focused on – uh on roadie coming up coming war up. machine yeah it's it's on its way yeah but he took that as validation of his opinion <laughs> <laughs> well i hope he doesn't get nominated for war machine at all <laughs> <laughs> i i i mean i can't wait to see what kind of awards he's going to get for the space jam uh performance that's right well, yeah that's what i meant his nomination's coming for space jam what's his name yeah. al g rhythm yes that's correct ollie g rhythm ollie g rhythm Oh, is Ollie G in the movie? Hey, he's HBO property, so. Wow. So, yes, if it's an HBO property, then he's it's in, in it. there. No he's matter in how it. inappropriate, it's probably in the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but No Sudden Move was good. I, I, I enjoyed good. it. One thing that I I didn't like was, uh, and I've, it seems like it's becoming kind of a trend, to have a, um, a lens that, distorts the edges of the screen mm-hmm. for no to like fit more information in kind of like a fisheye lens thing and so there were a ton of scenes 
in um in no sudden move where where everything seemed too wide like a skate video or something like that and this came huh. up in um psycho gorman too and i think uh hmm. i've seen it in a couple other places too i think i mean uh altered carbon did it but i think it was like just for to show that you're in vr or something but it's, it's the actual a, like aspect ratio or like how it's or like the just the camera aperture what i mean, i guess i'm i'm not i'm not uh i don't i don't know if it's within lens or if it's an after effect but basically mm. it distorts the edges i think oftentimes it is actually the lens so it can capture more information so for example you're in a small room but you want like you want to get the same uh like wes anderson where you have one person sitting on one side of the room and one person sitting all the way over on the other side so it's almost bending it to keep it all exactly it does it does bend it around the edges and that happened constantly in no sudden move you didn't notice that i i don't know if i was i yeah i don't know if i i picked up on it honestly wow were you even watching the movie robert like we got a real i was i was like oh they've changed uh camera uh, apertures here this is interesting yeah, I'm I mean, glad we got a fucking good. expert on the call this time instead of. I did. I mean, I noticed when they went to the fisheye lens, like you said, Max, where it was like John Cheadle was in a big trash bag and he was like kind of like right in front of the screen, like <laughs> dancing rap, around and stuff like that. The, Weird choice. Yeah. Then they they showed a full Missy Elliott music video in the God, middle of the movie. I was gonna say how many how many of our listeners got that reference of Missy Elliott? Hey, it's a famous music video. Everyone loves it. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, I mean, the rest of the movie is good. It doesn't do enough to like. It doesn't take away from the movie, sure. Uh, but it is a weird thing, and I hope that uh, filmmakers get away from it because, like, I don't want that to be a trend. It's not something that I appreciate. It's something that I feel like maybe they do because they have to. But uh, to me, it, 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 the the warping around the edge it just distracts me during things. Especially, I forget if it's zooming or panning, but there are, there's like a certain thing that a certain camera movement that you really can't do with those lenses and, and people are, are trying for some reason. Hmm. Uh, other than that, I saw Kajillionaire, which is uh, a strange movie about um, like a, a girl who's in a family that's, that's, they go around and they try and swindle people essentially. And they split everything three ways and everything's about the money that they can make. But um, things go weird and uh it's it's starring oh god rachel lee cook is that the name uh she was in westworld hey she's all that <laughs> and probably oh, wait, no i'm thinking of someone else right maybe i'm thinking of someone else maybe i said the wrong name are you thinking of Who? jennifer shit hang on there's like no rachel lee cook is she's all rachel that lee right cook is she's did, all did that you guys and... watch westworld um yeah i watched the first or second season so okay well she's like rachel lee cook is she's the is, um, You're thinking of Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood, that's okay. the one. Okay. Rachel Lee Cook is she's all that. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And yeah. It's Jennifer the three Jason names Lee was the other person off. I was thinking of. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> we each thought of a, a separate person <laughs> with three names. Uh, hey, well, look at we're all bringing cool different stuff yeah. to the show. It's great. But she plays the main character uh, in that. The main character. The, yeah, she's. Oh. <laughs> She's got a thing over her mouth. You can't understand anything she says. It's great. Fantastic. I'm the quadrillionaire now. <laughs> I was born in money. Uh, it's it's an odd one. I don't know if I recommend it, but um, if you're interested in some some weird stuff, it's kind well, of Well, she's like, a quadrillionaire. Uh, she must be uh, getting ready to go to space soon. It's kind of the trend right now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, it's That one was successful. Oh, I guess. I don't know. Depending on how you think of successful, Jeff Bezos came back. So, in my opinion, not <laughs> the most not successful, successful mission, but uh, maybe next one will get him. Wow! <laughs> well, on this get on him. this podcast, we officially stand Amazon, uh, and Tomorrow <laughs> War is still available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. You heard my opinions on it last time. Uh, the other movie I watched. Well, oh, I got a couple. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, I wanted to watch that. I should. I need to watch that. Hey, there's okay. another movie I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save it for the next. Uh, I don't. Segment. I think I genuinely didn't realize it was out. Is maybe what the problem was. But what? What did you think? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. It's got its flaws, but uh, there's enough fun in there. And um, cool cast. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like sometimes there, sometimes the music lands, and sometimes it's a little bit flat. But they also like lean on the the 
the music and the the mood i guess it's they do a lot of that neon it's a mix of like maybe a little bit of atom, atomic blonde a little bit baby driver some of that like fun heist it was i was wondering if it was going to be of, kind of baby baby driverish a little bit yeah I, it it tries and uh in some ways it succeeds and yeah i i mean i think it's fun i think everyone should check it out if you're interested in it give it a watch um there are some, there are good things about it it's got a good cast they do a good job uh yeah check it out and then i watched the the next movie this is like i've had a lot of good luck with korean movies and i watched train to busan Ooh, had you not seen it i had not seen it oh what did you think i thought it was really good i liked Uh, it a lot i I slept on that one for a long time and then when i watched it, i was like why did i not watch this sooner it's good same same i didn't really yeah i had heard of it but i didn't really know what it was and i think the um the initial pitch maybe doesn't uh grab me reel me in zombies on a train but uh but it's a really good movie and i think they focus on the characters enough that like even if you don't like zombies you're gonna like the movie yeah the and the zombies are creepy it's like a mm-hmm. i like the take on the zombies because it's always hard to do kind of something sort of original and if i remember correctly they're very like crackly kind of yes. moving yeah they and do also they, like they can't see very well right which or, I thought or, was a little bit weird. Yeah, for sure. Like they, yeah. they, if, if it's dark, they can't see, they can't uh, like tell what's going on. Sure. But I kind of like that. And if, if it's a decaying body, it kind of makes sense that, that some senses are are being lost. But, but like you said, the characters stuff is the best because it's like, it ends mm-hmm. up being car, different cars of people. And, and, and well, ultimately a lot of people trying to decide for each other how to approach all this, but it's harrowing, yeah. especially just like the train first taking off as everything starts to go down is, is great. Yeah, and it has a good like anti-corporate businessman take that like you know that yeah. we're, in a lot of ways we make our own problems. It's you know it wasn't the zombies; we were the monsters all along. There is a, and I wonder if this is actually out already. The I think it's called the Peninsula is like the sequel to it. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. But it, I don't. I think it kind of ditches the actual train element, which mm, makes me a little like. I, I don't know. I liked that part of it so much, but um, I think it kind of takes place after and it kind of just shows more of like the world mm-hmm. as things are have been changed from it and stuff. So I, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I'll check that out too because uh, I don't think it was... I think the train was a good setting, but I don't think that that's what made the movie. I think that sure. uh, yeah. just the, the characters anywhere would do a good job. Um, yeah, I guess you... Well, <laughs> Don't want to spoil too much, but you probably wouldn't have too many returning characters from the first movie. Hey, who uh, knows? Who knows? I Maybe. hope all the same zombies show up. Yeah. But I think, yeah, the, the movement of the zombies was really cool. The fact that they kind of look like they're like do, dancing, <laughs> essentially. They like yeah. they do that critical crack. They like, like bend the over thriller dance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That and Space Sweepers. If you guys still haven't seen Space Sweepers, uh, go check it out. Good. Korea's putting out some good movies. Cool. And after I told my mom that uh, Korea was putting out some good movies, she said, South Korea, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been watching a bunch of North Korean Just propaganda. propaganda. Yeah. You're like, well, I love The Great Leader, so why wouldn't I watch it? <laughs> yeah. Andrew, what have you seen? Uh, speaking of the thriller dance, I watched 13 Going on 30, starring Jennifer Garner. Hey. Doing a thrill- big thriller dance in the middle of the movie. Um I had never seen it before. Wow, I'm surprised. That kind of seems like that seems like the kind of movie you would have you would have seen even with someone else. Yeah. Prior to this. Um, no, I had not. I it was uh, it was delightful. It's a it's a it's a rom com. A little bit of a time kind of like big, yeah. Element, yeah. It's a little like big, except like I mean they they sort of let you like they kind of lead you to believe it could also be like. It could be happening, but it also could be a dream sequence. So, like, there's not the, you know, like, in Big, it is that his body got big, but he is, like, a 12-year-old boy in a 30-year-old guy's body. This is, like, she is in her 30-year-old body, but she has, like, you know, she's still the kid. But, like, they kind of, it's it's ambiguous as to whether it's really happening or she's imagining it. Um, So, I, I liked it. I thought it was very enjoyable i again had not seen it before um jennifer garner is really fun as like a kind of flighty like oh my gosh you know like a 13 year old in an adult's body i thought she did a really good job doing that and 
you know, it's got some good some good yucks. The soundtrack is good, and I enjoyed it. Wow. And Andy right. Circus playing a human being was really uh, something to behold. No, <laughs> only mocap. Yeah, I, there was a. Um, I, I almost hesitate to say this, but there was kind of a um, a golem-ish looking kid on screen at one point. I was like, Andy, oh, Andy Circus, I see him, I see him. But um, Andy Circus is like, well, wait, I guess the other movies would have been out by now, right? This is after yeah, Lord of the Rings, post Lord of the Rings, yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny if, if he like was inspired. Like, hmm, hmm what maybe if I should base my mocap on that kid? What if I, yeah. So, anyways, nice to see Mr. Circus's face. Uh, nice, nice man. Um, also, uh, watched Fast and Furious 6 on, uh... My goodness. For my, the first time, I assume. Yeah, for the first time. <laughs> I've seen them all. I just skipped 6 for whatever reason. Um, no, we were just, we, my wife and I went to, uh, the Oregon coast this last week, and we were in a Airbnb that had cable TV, which, you know, I've not seen in a long time, and, uh, you know, USA Network was playing Fast and Furious 6, and we were waiting for dinner, so we just watched fast and fury six and r.i.p giselle um horrible horrible way to go um, yeah but then again like we were we were watching the movie and jillian's like is that how she that so she's dead right and i said i mean according to the movies she is but also like the way that um owen shaw is killed in this is almost the exact same thing but he's back by eight so like you know, whether or not, you know, if they decide to bring back Giselle, it's not like they have to, like, do magic to resurrect her. Like, she could have survived that just as easy as, as Owen Shaw. So, anyways, enjoyed Fast and Furious <laughs> 6, and then uh, we watched Wally the other night. Oh, man, I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. Just a, um, remi- a reminder of uh, what the Earth is going to be like any day now. <laughs> Uninhabitable. <laughs> by humans and um but i think it's like that on in some places yeah but uh you know just a very delightful movie you know uh the the animation for wally is extraordinary i love it so much that the the character wally um the movie too but in particular just the way his like eyes move and uh just a just a delight but and eve is so cute too i they're it's great yeah um, that does it for me. Guys, let's talk about some television shows that we have seen. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Rob, you got some TV to talk about? Uh, just watching uh, some Rick and Morty. I've, I haven't watched it in a while. Uh, or I watched like an episode recently and I was like, oh, if it's on HBO, I'll just like go back and catch up on some of the stuff. And some of it's good and some of it's not. It kind of, it sort of deserves its reputation for being like edge lordy, and then also uh-huh. like very funny and creative other times too. Like I'm just like watching how all this fast, very beautiful animation, and I'm like, wow, this looks great. And I wish sometimes it wasn't in service of like just the like dumbest jokes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. a I'm I'm of two minds with it, but but ultimately it's it's usually pretty entertaining. Um, but uh. Yeah, I hadn't watched a ton of that other than um, some Baywatch. I mentioned to you guys, I'm, I'm watching that for an upcoming episode. Um, really great in the starting of the episode I'm watching called The Big Spill. Um, the uh, title characters, uh, uh, Hobie, which is the son of David Hasselhoff, is writing with this girl. And it does like the weird like TV show movie thing where someone goes whoa 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 and like fall she falls into the like ravine but there's nothing happening like there's nothing around her she doesn't trip over anything she Uh just just goes off the edge and as and and when it cuts to the bike pitching into the water there is a full-grown woman riding the bike (laughs) in in, in the actress's clothes i love um I mean, for one, I would just like to point out that yesterday as I was walking to the kitchen, just based on nothing, I almost fell down the stairs just like, and it wasn't a trip. I just am clumsy. So I, I, uh, I resonate that resonates with me. Um, the other, were you also on a bike? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, it always makes me laugh whenever they do stuff like that. Whenever I think about the wet, hot American summer, like having Joe LaTrulio on the bike, and like, just whenever like it's a stunt, it's so clearly not him. But they do that on purpose as a joke. But yes, that is the best that they just lean into. Like, 
we need someone who can ride a motorcycle. He doesn't have to look or be the same proportions yeah. as, as Joe Latrulio. Yeah. We'll get like the cruddiest wig and and like show his face. Mm-hmm. They like show <laughs> that it's not him. Um, but I, yeah, I thought that was very funny. And yeah. um, the show sometimes has some some decent stunts and stuff, but this this was not not one of them. Yeah. Um, it was pretty pretty funny stuff. But I I do enjoy um, watching that. Uh, and uh, I've told. Um, my friends have a podcast where they, where they review it, which is why I'm um, watching this episode. Hey, Robert, but what's I told the name them, of that podcast? It's called uh, Baywatch Rookie School. Cool. Available where all podcasts are sold. Um, but it is, uh, I told them they should dip into Baywatch Nights come October mm-hmm. because that's when Hasselhoff leaves the lifeguarding to work with his uh, policeman friend and they basically hunt down weird, it's always like x filish weird cases mm-hmm. And it's just such a funny pivot from Baywatch, which is often ri- super ridiculous anyway. Um, but I would I would love to for them to review some of that because it's just it's just wild. Yeah. Uh, how about you guys? What have you guys been watching? Well, I saw I watched the rest of Dark, which um, oh yeah, I'm glad it ended after three seasons. I was going to ask, is it's just it's it's over? Yeah, I believe so, and I I think it kind of has to be because it like. Each sil- each season kept building, uh, and, and got like a little bit more and more wild, ridiculous, and and more complicated. the The show is has a lot going on always. Like you have characters who will have several actors portraying them throughout the different points of their life because there's time travel and and stuff like that. And you have to keep track of whole families and who's related to who and like if they're holding on to a trinket at this point in this year, in this yada, yada, it all just like everything gets very complicated. And I, I think especially for me, because like some of these names are fairly uh, German, fairly unrecognizable to me. It's hard to like keep track. So who was this person and who are they related to? And like Bartosz is never like, I've never heard a person named Bartosz. So I can't, it doesn't click as easily in my mind. Um, but I, I think the show is good and, and worth watching. I think it's fun. And like, even though I'm saying that, like, I'm glad it stopped. I th- I'm glad it stopped because that gives it a, um, an end point. It mm, gives it, sure. uh, like it ties it all up. And I think it would have had to keep like dragging the heels and uh, like, cause for a while it does the same thing over and over again, where you keep, hearing them say like you know this time it'll be different and then it's not different and this time it'll be different and so like um i feel like the the conclusion was fairly satisfying um they do a really good job of casting the different actors to play each person at the different stages in their life Mm. like to a point that um i in the first season i feel like one of the um reveals was spoiled because they did such a good job of matching one character to like, oh the, that you could like even just that tell I, that it was supposed to be that person yeah like in wow. the season finale they're like uh this person's this person i was like okay i've known since that person was introduced because the, their face is so similar to this other one but uh it, it wasn't like it didn't spoil too much for me but like they do a really good job of matching it up which helps considering you have to juggle so many different characters in so many different families and who's related to who and all of that stuff um it it helps that like when you see a person a new person especially you can go oh okay i kind of like i know who they are they don't have to necessarily mention their name for me to pick up on who who they are Mm -hmm. cool but yeah, it's a good one. I would I would recommend watching it if you're in for like little like slow time travel sci-fi stuff. Uh, and it's only three seasons, so once you get through it, you're done. Cool. I've also been watching more Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries, taking place in Australia in the '60s. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's good. It's been fun. Uh, I I think I uh, prefer the original that takes place in the '30s. Her uh, aunt. Uh, is a little bit more of a free spirit in this one i don't know kind of backtracks on that in a weird way and uh but but fairly successful i think it also uh like the original one has a movie too and they they focus on the two main characters Mm -hmm. uh when 
it's really their interaction with Wait, a lot the of the two side Bane ca- characters. <laughs> oh no, not this again. I'm not doing an impression this time. <laughs> Let's Rob bring can it back. if he wants to. <laughs> but um the the two main characters, like uh Friny Fisher and her love interest, the the uh chief of well, not the chief of police, but one of the inspectors. Um and so it kind of like ditches all the side characters and, and just follows them. And the side characters are kind of what make it interesting. And uh, the so the movie kind of suffers because of that. And then this next season kind of suffers because of that. I feel hmm. like the side characters are a lot stronger in the original than in this one. And hmm. so uh, they end up just like focusing on the two main characters and it doesn't really do as well. Um, but still fun to watch. Um episodes are still coming out which i i thought it was kind of finished but um still going i watched one episode of wellington police which is the spinoff mm-hmm. of oh Ooh. i watched two episodes of wellington police which is the the spinoff of what we do in shadows it's kind of the police uh from that area trying yeah to- they show up in the in the movie at least i think they yeah. show up in the show i don't remember or no they're yeah. in, they're in the movie they're in the movie okay and don't they get their their uh, mind wiped is that right they like remember they like walk in and they're like oh this guy's like drunk and it's like a dead guy with like the like the bloody neck and they're like oh you should you should wake him up have him leave and they're like they're not seeing the obvious stuff they're kind of glamored a little bit mm-hmm. yeah so I, it's, yeah stuff like that i think that was the vampire glamour but even outside of that like they're not being in this show they're not being um glamored by any vampires but they're still pretty oblivious to the sure. uh, paranormal phenomenon that's going on um it's been pretty fun. I hear it gets better after the second episode, so I'll probably keep watching. Uh, but it just is kind of like X Files takes on a different, mm-hmm. you know, weird phenomena that's going on in the in the city, and then they clumsily kind of try and sort it out and don't really do a good job of it. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. And then the other show that I've been watching is Summer Camp Island, which is uh, on HBO and animated show kind of in the same vein as uh adventure time a little bit but it's the this elephant and a hedgehog that are friends that um go to a summer camp that they then find out once they get there is um the cancel the counselors are witches and Hmm. the whole island is kind of magic and they're like talking pajamas talking marshmallow pretty much everything can talk (laughs) the moon talks to them clouds talk to them um and it's it's very silly each episode is short it's about 10 minutes i think uh cartoon network um but i i recommend it it's a lot of fun you'll end up laughing just little giggles it's cute it's cute they got good messages in it it's fun i like it's one of those shows that you can't tell if it's for kids or if it's for adults that still want to feel like kids probably more of the latter but you like also you can completely watch it with kids if you want yeah, I appreciate a show that knows that a parent will likely have to be watching it and uh, can can kind of meet in the middle a little bit. So yeah, yeah. So that's a good one if you want that type. And that's Ooh. all I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, so I don't know if I've mentioned it before. <clears throat> My wife is just in love with the TV show Lucifer. Um, mm, maybe the procedural cop TV show where the cops teamed up with the devil um that makes sense yeah um that one they had to split the season into two because like they did the first half and then the second half and then the second half got delayed because of covid they had to film the last scene there was like literally like one scene left to film and they couldn't do it because of you know restrictions so that just came out like maybe a month or so ago um so i just finished watching the back half of season five and it's fun. I mean, like, it's a, you know, as far as the the um, the genre of cop teams up with blank, you know, you, you could do worse than the devil, is all I'll say. But it's fun. He's, you know, he's a Tom Ellis is the guy who plays Lucifer in it. He's very fun. He brings, like, a lot of charm to the role. And so, I you know, it's not like my, uh, my wife is, like, she is obsessed with the show. Like she follows the actors on Instagram. She looks at rumors online. Wow. That sort of stuff. She's like how we, how we've been with like the Marvel movies in the past, Robert and, like <laughs> would go to work, like talking about it. Like, can I subscribe to, to her, uh, Lucifer podcast? Right. Yeah. 
Um, I bet if she were to do a podcast, it would be the Lucifer Recap Podcast. But um, yeah, it's I enjoy it. You know, the, so like, it's now a Netflix series. It previously was on Fox. So like, I think the first three seasons are like you know on from the Fox Network or maybe even four. So they all have like twenty two episodes, but now they're closer to like. Uh, like the, they did eight and eight for season five. So there's 16 mm. episodes. And I think season six, which will be its last, I think is like 10. Oh, wow. So it's a little more manageable than like the traditional 22 season or episode seasons of a show. But yeah, it's really fun. I get why my wife likes it. Anyways. Uh, oh, sorry. Are they doing any, any spinoffs? Is there going to be a Luciverse? Um, <laughs> Technically, it Meet is your new partner, Jesus. So technically, it's in the Arrowverse. <laughs> what? Because they did a, they did, you know, one of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, they went to Lucifer's club to, like, you know, like when they were going to all, to all the Earths to try to re- recruit people, they went to Lucifer's universe or Earth to, like, talk to him about something. So, so is, is this hmm. in the, is this it, like owned by DC? It is. is it's this... based on the Neil Gaiman comic. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. Which is which is a spinoff from Sandman, I think. And do they? So is that the only real crossover? I feel like Constantine could probably do some it's, some stuff with it's him. Literally, the only time they've ever even like mentioned like anything uh-huh. regarding DC. Like it's not like Lucifer's like oh there goes Batman you know or whatever. Like it's just that like that was the only time. But it is. Theoret- technically in the Arrowverse. It just doesn't interact with it hardly ever. And from that impression, I can tell that Lucifer is um, South South African. Yeah, bling bling. Right? Yeah, he's uh, really into blood diamonds. Um, anyways, so that'll do it for that. Guys, let's get into the movie we saw. We saw Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow, uh, Marvel's Black Widow, Marvel Studios' Black Widow, starring <laughs> uh, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, um, <laughs> Hopper, Harbor. Hopper, Rachel Weisz, um, Ray Winstone, and getting a name on the title card for some reason, nothing more than a glorified cameo from William Hurt, but... Um, yeah, Anyways, he was barely in it. It is. I mean, like, we, yeah. Real quick. I mean, dude, I want to see that heart attack. <laughs> before we get into, just I just think it's so funny that he gets a name on the, you know, starring Scarlett Johansson, blah blah blah, and William Hurt's name is like before Ray Winstone's name, and I'm, and you know, of course, Rachel Weisz gets the special like and featuring Rachel Weisz credit, but like William Hurt's and name, featuring the mummies, Rachel Weisz. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's in it for like a scene. Like he's just like Natasha, come on, you need to come in, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, he's he's got like a scene or two, but he's not he is, it's it's pretty fleeting. It is it's a, also not like a gigantic cast anyway. Yeah, it is a glorified cameo that he's in this movie. Yeah. But anyways, um, Well, I mean, tech technically every scene with Taskmaster was it revealed to be him. Uh, eventually. That's true. Good he point. was the one in Good the point. Taskmaster. You thought I'd be Red Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyways, guys, what did you, what, um, would you recommend people see Black Widow and what did you think of Black Widow? Uh, I think I would recommend it, especially if you're a Marvel fan. I think that it might've been a better movie to come out in between Civil War and, uh, Infinity War, but, um, it was cool to have, have Natasha have her own movie and, fun to see like the family reveal it's just it's just always interesting when you have like the reveal of like this whole extra group of people in between like that mm-hmm. um you know when they're like did you have any family and cap's like yeah us i was like and her family <laughs> <laughs> um but i i would recommend it i did like it it reminded me we'll get into it but it um it reminded me a bit of uh uh winter soldier kind of the spy mm-hmm. spyish kind of uh marvel film yeah what Max, do you think about Max? you yeah, I uh, I liked it. I was a little bit nervous going in just because of how how dark the theater is. It, yeah, exactly. I was like, "This is scary." And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> turn some lights on. Um, 
No, I watched it at home. I watched it uh, <gasps> Premiere Access. Whoa. Uh, with my VIP card. Mm. Um, okay. It's a black visa. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I was worried because uh, it had been pushed back so much. It, it seemed like mm-hmm. they weren't confident in it, but it, I think it was actually just they wanted to make their money back on it and COVID yeah. kind of hit him slapped him in the face and I think before that they had like what was his name Ike Perlmutter who like hated women and and wouldn't put it mm. out Yikes. because he didn't he didn't you know like there's there's a lot of that in Hollywood like yep. not trusting that a female-led action movie would do well yeah and ignoring all the successes and just pointing to like a couple of failures yes which yeah probably failed like, for some other reason didn't like Char- Charlie's Theron alone had like a bunch of like you know movies led by her recently i feel like and i was like oh that's bullshit to pretend like that's that can't be a success so Mm -hmm. uh what about you drew i liked it um i yeah i definitely recommend that people especially i mean yeah if you're a fan of marvel movies for sure see it you know uh like and i i think like yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of of like the earlier Marvel movies where it's it is a self-contained adventure that doesn't have a ton to do with you know like the impending invasion of Thanos or yeah. you know like mm-hmm. it it doesn't rely on um you know another another Marvel character popping in to say hi and like they go and do some like adventure it's it's a solo movie based on Natasha Romanoff Black Widow so yeah, I mean, like, I, it's really fun. It's, well, you know, there's a lot of really good performances in it that we can get into mm-hmm. in a little bit. But, yeah, I definitely recommend people see it. It's a, I mean, like, any movie that's late in the Marvel oeuvre, it's hard for me to say, like, hey, if you if you haven't even seen the Marvel movies, you should go see this one. Because, like, a lot of reference stuff that happens in this, and especially because, like you said, it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War, and it's very much like a not like a direct bridge between those two movies, but it does, you know, having them take place between those those two movies, it kind of doesn't lend itself to being like a true standalone. It's just in that weird zone too, where it's like when not, not only do we know what has happened to Natasha since then, yeah. but it means that there is a bit more even more plot armor for her because mm-hmm we know that like she doesn't show up missing an arm or a leg in you know, infinity war. Right. So we know that she basically, although I did wonder where she got that vest. <laughs> so at that. least they address some stuff like that. Look, I, you um, know, like, I, but I we'll, we'll get into it. I always get like, you know, I, I usually have, especially when like ham fisted fan service things are done. Um, not that like, you know, Oh, Natasha's iconic vest. We have to know where it came from or anything. <laughs> But, like, I was really pretty charmed between the scenes between Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh. I thought they were good together, and I thought that um, Pugh and Harbour were good together. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, the hottest take, but I think that I do feel like Pugh and Harbour and and Weiss, to a degree, like, they were overshadowing her a little bit. Like, it it was a Black Widow movie, but I feel like they were getting some of the juiciest stuff sometimes. I think especially so. because mm-hmm. it's a movie that entered, we're meeting all three of them for the first yes. time in this movie. And we've seen, you know, and this is not a slight to, to Scarlett Johansson's performance. Cause I think she has a lot of really strong scenes in this movie, Yeah, for sure. but we know, we know her, like we know that character. And so I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the like, better performances in this movie and some of the like juicier stuff like you were saying is given to newer characters that they're introducing and you know spoiler alert for for uh endgame now um natasha is no longer in the universe so for her to like you know like these are three characters that could theoretically exist going forward and i think especially florence Pugh's character we will definitely mm-hmm. see going forward as we get in the tease at the end. But um, I think like it, it lends itself and, and shows, you know, so uh, Scarlett Johansson also was a, an executive producer in this movie. Like she, yeah. Um, it, in the way that I've, I've heard people um, praise Vin Diesel for not giving himself the best scenes in the fast and the furious movies all the time. I think it shows kind of a, like, 
not selflessness is the wrong word, but that she was willing to let David Harbour, Rachel Wise, and Florence Pugh all kind of have like some of the better scenes in the movie because I think she knows going forward she's probably not going to be involved. Or you know? be d- involved differently. Right. We're, we're now we're now opening up the multiverse kind of movie, right. so who's to say? Right. But you're right that between her executive producing and, and Disney and Marvel and everyone having kind of a plan moving yeah. forward – you're you're right. It it makes sense to kind of highlight and it give good introductions to these characters that will very likely continue on in yeah. multiple films. So. Um, I will also like to just point out really quick because you you mentioned that the we're now getting into movies that are going to be dealing with the multiverse. Um, it was kind of nice to have a lower to the ground yes. Marvel movie, except at the end is not lower to the ground. Uh, but good yeah. point. Good point. <laughs> um, but you know, like a, it, it's it's a you know, we always compliment like Spider-Man for being like a, like he's a ground level. He's neighborhood. Yeah. And this was a movie, you know, it doesn't take place in a neighborhood, but it is like, there's not an infinity gauntlet. There's not, you know, multiverses. There's not aliens. It's just like, it's a lot of hand to hand combat. It's a lot of like, you know, and the most, the most wild stuff is just part of the, the training Mm -hmm. and then the the subsequent antidote to that type of training as well. But that's about on par with, that's no more ridiculous than any of the other Marvel stuff they've introduced. So you're right that maybe not by compared to real life, but compared to other Marvel films, it feels definitely more Um, uh, low stake, low key a little bit. Florence Pugh even has like a great line where, you know, she's like, well, if you die, you know, one of the one of the bigger ones comes and, and avenges you. And she's like, what do you mean the bigger one? She's like, I don't think the space god's taking ibuprofen after a fight. You know, it's like, so yeah. I like that they, they established these are two human beings in a sea <laughs> of, you know, like super beings. But yeah, did you guys have any like favorite set pieces or scenes? Well, I was curious more generally. I mean, there's some... I think there's some great action scenes just throughout the whole thing. And it did, it did give me so many vibes of uh, Captain America winter soldier with him on the run and kind of fighting like different groups of soldiers and people. But um, I was curious what you guys thought about taskmaster both before and after the reveal. Um, Cause I did change some stuff about the character to kind of fit more into the story, which I appreciate, mm-hmm. but I do wonder how that will affect what kind of character it will be kind of moving if if they end up moving into the future movies as well um but i liked for for people that aren't familiar that's a character that studies and adopts the fighting styles of different heroes villains people that they're going to fight and then uses them in battle and i did like seeing that represented i thought that was cool Mm -hmm. but i was curious what you guys what you guys thought about it yeah i thought it was neat i thought they could have done uh a bit more of uh of like showing exactly where these moves are coming from. I know they did like some stuff that was fairly obvious. They had the claws come out like, mm-hmm. uh, like black Panther. They, you know, had the shield throwing the shield pop. Yeah. yeah they, he like, or she, the uh, taskmaster did a, a little <laughs> flip off of a, um, a, a cord that looked mm-hmm. a little bit like maybe um, Spider-Man flipping Spidey, off. Spidey. Of, yeah. Yeah. Off of his Which stuff, is funny so. when you think about like, if you study someone that like can generate something or do something that you can't do, like how mm-hmm. much can you yeah. kind of, can you, can you kind of represent that? They tried, they tried but to do, like, there was the a good arsenal. Board, I like, thought they tried to do like the star Wars, like flying with the little like rocket boots thing. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to climb on someone and shoot a gun like rocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't working. Yeah. I am Groot. Uh, but, uh. Yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job with it, but like if I guess if the focus were that as the villain, as the main villain, they probably would have done a lot more of just the the mirror scene and showing exactly how evenly matched they were, mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. they, you know that kind of stuff went on. Um, but I thought the reveal was fine. I think it also leaves um, it it leaves it open for kind of becoming more similar to the uh, Taskmaster from the comics in terms of like either this character could become a mercenary or the technology used to kind of uh, allow this person to be the taskmaster could be transferred to a different character. Like either mm-hmm. one could work and you could have yeah. more of a taskmaster. So this could just be the introduction. And then, and then we see a bit more taskmaster like things. What about you, later. Andrew? Did you, what did you think of it? I, I was totally, I mean, fine. Like saying fine with it seems like I'm, like kind of down on it. Like I, sure. I, I thought it was, 
I've always said I don't care if they change things from the comics as long as it works in the movie. And yeah. I thought this worked. Like I thought the re- the way that it gets revealed, the the decision behind it, having it the reveal kind of be a little more based on Natasha's history, I thought was that's was that is what I liked too. about it. Even though it was like it could easily be just like, I hired this person. They're the best because they watch people's views, but to have there be a connection, I thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, like, I think I'm a little bit less forgiving with, um, things like if you trample on the comics, I I don't respect that. I feel like if you're going to make something entirely new, make something entirely new. If you're Mm going to like grab something from something else, then you want it to reflect that original thing. I feel like this did enough reflection that, uh, it felt like it was, taskmaster it didn't match up perfectly but it was the character like what you would expect from taskmaster on uh on the like uh on the larger level Mm -hmm. if you were going to describe taskmaster to somebody like most of those things showed up in this movie i think there's a do yeah i think like they do a good job of not doing the x-men thing of what do you want us to wear yellow spandex fuck you Mm -hmm. fans like uh, they do a nice job of like if they're going to change something like for instance taskmaster like I think they do it enough, like it, it it's done well enough that it feels like there is respect and care taken to the, you know, the origin of the character and what the character is. They don't just like completely change a character's motivations and style and stuff and just like give it the name of, <clears throat> you know, like, oh, this is, you know, this is the Silver Surfer now. Like we, we've yeah. made up a new mm-hmm. thing. It, it feels like Marvel has done a pretty decent job with shows and the movies and stuff of like, if a character shows up and you're not sure if it's like exactly like the character in the, the comics, the comics has so many continuities and issues and the, that character has done a million different things or died a couple different ways and stuff like that, that it feels like they cherry pick and kind of pull elements from different storylines and stuff. So I don't even think it matters if like, this is like a different type of taskmaster, just like mm-hmm. there's been, there's, he's a, they're an anti-hero a little bit. Like they will train heroes and villains they'll fight on different sides and teams sometimes in the comics. So for me, it just makes sense to tie it more into the movie and kind of make it its own version of it. And like you said, it's still tying it into and respecting the source material and the, the things the character can do there and creating something a little more original that they can kind of work with down the line too. Do you think we'll be seeing any more taskmaster and the rest of the widow? See, That's what I wonder because it really kind of leaves it open to be like, what what would is that character going to do now? Uh, you know, we, we're tiptoeing around and stuff like that, but I, just because I don't want to like spoil it. But I just like the idea that like I don't know if they have a reason to be good or bad or do or they might want to not do anything and not have that mantle on anymore. So who knows? I, I I'm not sure. I for sure think we're gonna see uh, Taskmaster again. I think like. <clears throat> We're on our way to a Young Avengers, and I think we're also on our way to a Thunderbolts team mm. at some point. And I think we'll end up seeing probably, you know, spoiler, slight spoiler for the end. I think we'll end up seeing both Yelena and Taskmaster in a Thunderbolts-esque movie, mm-hmm. is my guess. One thing that I, I really liked about Yelena in this movie, uh, like... I like that she's kind of borrowing the outfit of um, of Scarlett Johansson's mm-hmm. Black Widow, and you can tell it's like really baggy, and it fits her character as the younger sister with yeah. the hand me downs, and kind of just like she's in there trying, you know, like hey, big sis, like mm-hmm. I-, I can do this too, kind of stuff, and it really fit her character, and it was just something that, uh, like, it-, it was noticeable, but I I feel like it wasn't really uh, harped on. It they just kind of. Uh, you know, made her clothes a little bit baggier mm-hmm. and it, it mm. fit the character. I thought that was a, a cool little uh, nod to, to her characterization yeah. and it. I added think it's, to her. it's also maybe not controversial to say, I think she is the standout of this movie. Like I, like yeah. her performance is really fun. Like her reacting off of Natasha, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I, I loved the whole, like, you know, the conversation about like her being like her posing, you know, like, and then she makes <laughs> yeah. fun of her like landing pose and flipping the hair and, she she has the most to do in this movie i think like especially she does a lot of emotional heavy lifting in this movie mm-hmm. of like she's the one who is at least on like surface appearance is the one who's like this was my family that like and the fact that like everybody's like we we were just a mission you know blah blah, blah like hurts her feelings and like she's 
she's the one who is like doing the you know like and you know by the end of the movie they all kind of reveal that it was real to them too but like in throughout the movie she's the one who's like like stop saying this was fake stop it like i this is now like really affecting me because Mm -hmm. this is the only real thing i ever had and you know i like she does a great job in this movie like she's so Mm -hmm. good and like she's called upon to do a lot of funny acting she's called upon to do uh you know really emotional work too so i just thought she was wonderful in this i loved her in it yeah um we haven't talked like a ton about the plot but um i did like but we did mention the like scenes we liked. I did did really like the breakout scene for the Red Guardian yeah. in the in the prison. I thought that was really fun, especially just like the reveal of like Russia had also like a, a sort of a super soldier program, and then of course you know buried him and just put him in a jail so that he didn't get to go out and mm-hmm. do anything after that. Um, but I liked that, and I loved the idea that he's kind of obsessed with Captain America and, and claims he fought him uh-huh. even though he would have still been frozen. Um, there is one weird thing that I wanted to point out because I mean, the movie has a lot of like heavy themes running throughout, like the whole red room program and stuff is very creepy. And this has been established in multiple movies that she was, you know, plucked like other girls out of, you know, off of wherever and trained Mm -hmm. to be these assassins. And I think she's, she's got like the scene in Ultron, I think where she's talking to, to banner and kind of says like, oh, you know, like this is, it's terrible what they did and can't have children. And, and mm-hmm. it's a kind of like an emotional scene. And in this one, there's just like joking about in the helicopter, at least there's a scene where they're just like joking about like getting horrible hysterectomies without being like have consent. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's played for laughs to be like, to shame their dad and be like, well, actually all this stuff happened to us. And he's like, okay, all right. Okay. But like, I don't know. I just thought it was like a weird tone for that compared to how they've talked about it before. And, and, and Scarlett Johansson being like, yeah, it was awful. And you know, it just one less thing to worry about. They don't have to worry about you going out and having an attachment. And then this Mm -hmm. one being like, so they go in and they rip it out and they blow And he's like, okay, all right. Okay. And I was like, okay. I mean, I guess they're allowed to joke about it, but I just thought it was odd. <laughs> I feel like it fits the the character in the scene because like in the first one, that's Natasha talking to Banner, right? Yeah, their, it's, it's a moment of vulnerability. and yeah. Exactly. And in the second one, it's uh, Yelena, who is much more outgoing, much more open, much True. more like free with what she says, uh, talking to... And they're both like, they don't, they're not breaking him out because they have like an attack, like, well, because like they're, they're happy to, they're, they're doing it sort of out of a sense of like, they need him to help figure out where this thing is and shut it down. Mm -hmm. So it's also like, they don't have a reason to be like, don't you understand? Like it was hard for us. Like he should know, he, he should know already. So maybe you're right about that. It was just an odd, just an odd tone from how it's been addressed before. I, 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 I do see, I see your point. I think also like he's, Sort of like, and they they don't really delve into this too much, and I kind of wish they had a little bit more. But like, he is the reason why they were both like, you know, and the, like the the yep. scene early in the movie is really heartbreaking because yeah. like it's it's them as when they're younger, and you know like Natasha and Yelena as, as kids, and David Harbour and Rachel Wise when they're a little younger too. But like, they get taken away basically to go into the widow program, and like Natasha's already been in it. And so she's just begging David Harbour to not let it happen to Yelena. Yeah. And he's just like calming them down and then needles in their neck and just goodbye. You know, like for so long, you two young kids who are now going to have extremely fucked up lives because this person was not strong enough or brave enough to, to stand up for you in that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked all the there what they didn't get featured a lot, but there were like the other widows that they had to fight. Mm-hmm. And I was curious whether it was going to be kind of like, I don't know enough about uh, the black widow comics and stuff to know if there's like other sort of widows in that group that end up being kind of continuing characters. They weren't featured a ton. I thought Ray Winstone was fine. He was kind of like not in it a ton either. Yeah. Um, and uh, the reveal of the weird, like minor spoilers, the weird like Russian version of like, kind of looked like the Treskillion sort of building a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. but then like, but like floating and it had like big engines. So it was sort of, it was also kind of like the shield helicarrier a little bit. Um, and I guess it just floats around 
up in the clouds in Russia, and mm-hmm. that's why people can't find it. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, and it is something that I did sort of take note of in the trailer of like, where is she falling from? Like, wh- uh. why are we in the middle of the sky? And there's like also like a satellite or something falling around her. So I was curious how that was all going to come together. Yeah, but uh, that was the most. That was the most like. Yeah, that you're not a space god and you don't you have to take aspirin, but like that was like an insane amount of like craziness happening in that in those scenes um, and flying and then jumping off of pieces of material and stuff like that. I always feel like that stuff is so corny. Jumping off of pieces of of debris that's falling in the air. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Especially like they didn't do this, but especially if you're walking up them, that kind of stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I think the Flash has done that in in maybe Justice League or something like that. But it's you know you're kind of meeting in the middle a little bit of like you want to have this enormous giant crazy set piece at the end but like it does it does bend uh uh believability a little a little bit that that it's like it's so artfully like like i said like we know that nothing can happen so bad that she'll be out of commission for the next movie so it kind of hems in that like no matter how much danger she's in she's probably going to be fine Mm -hmm. so i think i think marvel in most superhero movies maybe even dc more but i think relying on that major action piece at the end and thinking that like big and complicated and uh like special effects heavy is going to improve it i feel like that i wish that there were more examples of them trying not to do that avoiding that and it working because i feel like you can have incredible very memorable and impressive fight scenes that don't take place you know falling through the sky that don't take place with a hundred characters and uh are just good like solid action and i wish that they would rely on that a bit more trust themselves to do it well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um what did you guys so we've kind of skipped around the movie but um so the very the you know she saves the day she frees the widows and then um, she, so they have this serum that basically like frees you from the indoctrination of, of the red room. And then I thought what was going to happen was she was going to try and use it on taskmaster. But then we find out taskmaster is not indoctrinated at all. She's doing this willingly, but as it turns out, she was also indoctrinated by her father. That's the reveal of taskmaster, mm-hmm. by the way, is that she is uh, Drakov's like long thought dead daughter. Yes. Um, Dead at uh, Black Widow's hands. Yes. Because Correct. She, yeah. Yes. She she wanted to get to Drakov. Her daughter came into the room when they had explosives set up and she said, do it anyway, yeah. essentially. And yeah. I don't know. They didn't really explain how he survived without scars or anything like that. Yeah. But. I don't know. She was. Yeah. She was scarred and he was completely fine. fine. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um. So I, I thought for sure. That that was gonna be a reveal, but she ends up being just like, is he gone? Is he gone? Um, which I think is like also important if they're going to do the thing of you're talking about. Is she gonna be like a mercenary? Is she gonna be you know like having her like she is clearly more than capable as a fighter and you know like a character going forward. But I think having her character not just be a you know devious evil character going forward, I think is important if they're going to do the Thunderbolts in the way that they typically do in the comics, which is they're not, they're kind of in a gray area themselves. They're not always good guys, but they're not always bad guys. Um, Having her be sort of a ambiguously gray character is I think important going forward with that character. But um, they did, I I didn't realize this. They added the scene at the end where um, Rick Mason delivers a, you know, the Quinjet to, to Scarlet was added on later, like after the, they had completed the movie and then test audiences liked the scenes between Natasha and Rick Mason so much that they added another scene at the end. And that's, and I'm assuming he's someone in the, is he like an ally in the comic yeah. or someone that has, okay. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, basically the same thing where he's just like a, a supplier to people. Sure. But sure, also, sure. also apparently, and I didn't, I didn't really pick up on this at all. Uh, a lot of people were speculating that he was um, kind of, like meant to grab your attention 
as if the taskmaster could be him, that he, mm. he would, had a potential to be the taskmaster because mm. he had access to all of these, like um, all of this equipment and yeah. stuff. And he could have done that turn in the end where, Oh, I was helping you, but it turns out that, that like, would have been, yeah, I could see it. that. That would have been interesting if they had done that, but um, I would have been surprised. And I think it was also maybe, especially before the movie even came out, they had to have a character in there who was cast, who could have been in that yeah. role. Uh, where it, so when people were speculating, they wouldn't be able to necessarily triangulate sure. exactly which character it was because a lot of people thought it was going to be Rachel Weiss's character. A lot of people thought it was going to be him. Yeah, but yeah, I I forgot to shout him out. He's also he's also barely in the movie, but he's I I really did like him. He's very charming in the role. Um, <clears throat> did you guys stick around for the post credits? I did. Nah. Yes. Nah. Of course I did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, I know. I, I think like Robert, you have accidentally missed on a post-credit scene once or so. Maybe so. And nowadays, I get on my phone and I say, "Is there or how many yeah. post-credits?" And then I, yeah. I only look at the title and then I click off. Yeah. And usually, yeah. it's like, "You won't believe what this means for the Marvel." And I'm like, right, "I don't care. I just want to know if <laughs> yeah. there's one." All right, thank yeah. you. So, um, yeah. so yeah, we get the post-credit, which is Yolanda visiting Natasha's grave, and which is where I can't. I where is it? Somewhere. <laughs> Um, Sokovia. I, I, you know, they did a good job of, of establishing that um, they have a bird call with each other throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really mm-hmm. sweet. She goes to the grave and she, she does her end of it and, you know, goes unanswered because Natasha's dead. But as she's mourning. But it kind of, it kind of oh, tricks you too, though, because this is the, this is the end credits where you get that, that weird reveal, you know, there's right. always going to be something strange. And she does that call out and yeah. you're like, and and they give it a few seconds of like pause of like what's going to happen or here. Something, yeah. Um, but as she's mourning, uh, Contessa shows up. Uh, good old Val. Good old Val. And so she shows up and reveals to Yolanda that the person responsible for Natasha's death is Clint. And so she's like, if you want to get your revenge, here's the guy. And so that's the tease going forward that, uh, Yolanda's gonna be going after old Clinty. Now and does, that's does be anyone in the Hawkeye TV show, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Does anyone know if if Yelena has like what is her like moniker in the comics or does she become like Black White Widow, Widow Black or Widow. something? Like what is she called? Black Widow. Black Widow. She's just another Black Widow. Well, yeah, because yeah, she they've like traded places. So yeah. when, okay. when uh when Natasha's out of commission. I'm just wondering from like a story standpoint, it seems like they don't want to be called like widows is like the name they were trained to have and be. So I was just curious, like, Oh, did she ever like take, take her own name on or call Mm -hmm. herself something different? So I I just, I was just curious. They may do that going forward just to kind of differentiate the two, but I would not be surprised if they just call her Yelena slash black widow going forward. Sure. Oh, I wouldn't, I'm also fine with them calling her like her name since that makes sense, but it seems like they have it. They have it at some point always gotten to like, we call him the Hulk. We call, you know, right. him, her Scarlet Witch and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Well, here's some notable aliases that I just looked up. White Widow, you were oh. correct in calling that one. Uh, Crimson Widow. Super Adaptoid. All right. Ooh, I like that one. I hope <laughs> they go with that one. <laughs> Pale Little Spider. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Oh, that's like a nickname or something. Ruskaya. <laughs> so Ruskaya. I hope they go with that last one. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I'm glad that they went all in on Russia because it's bothered mm-hmm. me a little bit that Natasha has basically been an American for yeah. the whole uh, series. Like, because it's kind of a, a big part of her character is that she's from Russia. I'm also glad that they um, didn't paint. I mean, they they do c- kind of have that like, oh, they're Russian, they're goofy, they you know they're uh, like a bit evil too. Like mm-hmm. th- they had that in there, but. I was expecting it to be really bad. Yeah. Uh, just just because of the the, the U.S. is kind of nuts right now, and uh, likes to blame everything on Russia. And so I was kind of expecting some of that to show up here. This was more just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. It was a bit stereotypical Russian, but they also, you know, they put that like family emphasis. So you know, these are good people and stuff. And the the bad guys are bad because they're bad, not because they're Russian. I thought that they did a, a good job yeah. of, of doing um, that. It'll be interesting going forward to see how quickly uh, Florence Pugh's Russian accent just goes away. Cause uh, I hope she keeps it. I, I like know I it. do too. I do too. But like, uh, you know, obviously uh, Natasha in the, in the Marvel universe has never had it, but you know, 
Matt, uh, Wanda's, um, uh, yes. Wanda had the excuse of being like, she's from Sokovia, but then she became an Avenger and yeah. then it kind of went away. And then in Wanda vision, it was sort of like, she didn't have it for certain reasons and sure, stuff like that. Sure. So that is funny. I, yeah. I'm curious. We'll see. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just have to keep an eye on how quickly that accent starts to fade for Florence. But, um, before we go, do you guys have any parting thoughts before we sign off? Um, I, yeah, I guess my, I already mentioned, but I kind of wish it had come out kind of in, in line with the movies. And even so this was going to come out earlier. Um, this is going to come out last year, yeah. I believe. And, um, I think it would have predated Falcon and winter soldier. So this would have been our first reveal of the Contessa, uh, Contessa, which, which for me would have been, I think the reveal is better in, in Falcon winter soldier. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, just as far as like, she kind of shows up and you're kind of wondering what's going on. And then by the end of the series, you're like, have a better idea. So I, I think that is like a little odd, but at least it is setting up. We know she has like a stable of people that she's creating now. So that will be, that'll be interesting going forward, but um, I feel like, definitely worth I, a watch. I feel like I would have preferred it the other way. Honestly, the reveal, I think in this one, you would have, mm. it would have come up as, Oh, she's somebody who's working with Yelena, you know, somehow tied to whatever, uh, undercover stuff and then in this one it's like oh no she's she's recruiting an entire like she's really doing some uh she's grabbing the you know in anyone who's got a talent and is willing to do what you know questionable things maybe sure sure max what about you any final thoughts uh david harbour uh really pulled off that red guardian outfit i thought they did a good job with that i'm mm-hmm. always about outfits barely right? put it so, on like, <laughs> he, he got it on i mean that's the thing. They tried to make him seem like he was fat, but that like uh, he is he's a ripped guy. He mm. is like he's in shape. And like what I was looking at just like pictures of of the outfit, like he's just he's a, an in shape guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they just like in that one scene pretended like he couldn't get it up over his gut. He was probably like breathing out a little bit or whatever. Sure. He was just probably in like better shape back when he was red, real, you know, Red Guardian wasn't languishing in a prison. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um I I yeah, I think like much like the um Ant-Man and the Wasp which came out after Infinity War, it just kind of feels like a weird placement of the movie and I kind of feel like that's the same with this movie except like and again, like Ant-Man and Wasp, it's the post-credit scene that necessitates it coming out after the big event movie, but it does feel a little like a little late to the party just because of you know, everything that's happened, but sure, you know, still a, a very worthy and good entry into the MCU. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.